This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Hi, it's Maria again. At Vigil, we wanted to take a moment to thank Billy in Space for their support. Haven't heard of Billy in Space? Then you are missing out. Billy in Space is a new sci-fi novel from Harry L.B., the creator of animated web series and Vigil favorite, Space Station 19. Billy in Space is for folks that love Alien and Dead Space as much as they love Futurama and The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Sounds a little odd, but the combination is just delightful. The story begins with the unbearably upbeat telekinetic Billy aboard the Space Cutie 7 searching for adorable animals to bring back to Earth as pets. But everything goes wrong at once, and Billy is left alone on a dark, dying spaceship where some new space horror could be lurking around every corner. How can Billy survive? Will he ever return home to Earth? What about those cute animals? I just have to say, after reading a few chapters, I found myself laughing out loud and a little creeped out. In the best way. And if that sounds good to you, it's time for you to get yourself a copy of Billy in Space. Billy in Space is available for order on Amazon.com. You can also check out an animated preview of the book on the author's YouTube channel by searching Harry L.B. on YouTube, all one word, or clicking the link in the episode description. You can also check out Space Station 19 while you're there. This episode contains strong language and themes that may not be suitable for all audiences. Please check the show notes for details about the specific content and a full transcription of the episode. Welcome, listeners. I'm Maria Kennedy. And we're in the home stretch of our first season of Vigil. He's foiled assassinations, attacks, and plots while working with and against some of the top names in the industry. He's not a secret anymore, but for years, no one knew the mark he made on heroes and civilians across the country. Today, we'll get to explore one more case that highlights the imprint on our lives left by Vigil. Vigil, a Hero Track Media Production. Following the Parse incident, Vigil kept a relatively low profile. And for someone the world didn't know existed, the bar was already pretty low. Now, whether this was by choice or because of a sort of union of equity embargo, we don't quite know. He was still supporting some of his primary contacts, like Blossom, but it wasn't until this recording in early December of that same year that Vigil had another significant matter brought his way. Vigil's case log, December 3rd. Someday, I will have a consistent way of introducing these things. 
Anyways, um, today I got an email from the Civilian Investigation Authority. It's a strange one. It, it claims that they have a case they'd like to hire me on, but I should not be anywhere on the IA's radar at this point. The message also didn't have some of the hallmarks of an official IA letter. For, for one thing, the phone number is not correct, and, and there are other details that are off, but it did come from their server. I mean, this could be someone like Dial Tone, and you know, calling the number would somehow trigger a power trap, so I'm going to ignore it for now out of necessity and just wait to see what happens. It made sense that Vigil was wary. At the time, they didn't have our modern protections from communication-based powers. As we saw with Transfer, signing for the wrong check or package could have calamitous results. This message, however, was on the up-and-up, as he would soon discover. Vigil's log, December... Okay, that was terrible. Really bad. Yikes. Okay, I was contacted again by the IA, and this time they are going to call me, but I'm not going to answer. Because I can't. But I am going to run the voicemail, assuming that they leave one, through Praxis's detection program, and if it passes, I guess I'll know more. For those who are unaware, Praxis was a lesser-known hero from just before Vigil's time, whose power created the very first programs to detect powers in objects and data. But we can talk about him another time. Here is the voicemail that was left, which did, in fact, pass Praxis's test. Vigil, very thorough. This is Detective Arya Madden from the IA. Return this call. I have a case that I think will benefit the both of us, and I need someone with your particular skill set. Vigil's interest was piqued. He returned the call, but only after doing some research on Detective Aria Madden. And some research for Vigil, well, it's probably the equivalent of a dissertation for the average person. Hello? Detective Madden, this is V, returning your call. V? You call me on the line I sent you or we don't speak. But that isn't an IA-sanctioned line. Call me on the line I sent you or we do not speak. What do you want, V? You told me to return your call. I gave you very specific instructions, of which you followed none. I followed some of so them. So I'm going to be even clearer. Call me on this line. Call me after my work hours. Call me when you know that I'm not entertaining company. Stop showing off and do this right or fuck off. Understood? Yes, I understand. Good. I look forward to hearing from you, V. And those were Vigil's first interactions with Detective Aria Madden of the IA. We briefly connected with former Detective Madden when preparing this piece and got her permission to share these tapes with you. Which, honestly, surprised us. As you can tell, she doesn't exactly welcome people into her life with open arms. Vigil called her back later that evening. Hello, Vigil. Detective Madden, thanks for taking my call. I'm glad you learned to follow directions. I have a case, and I need a professional to help me with it. If you can behave like one, then the case is yours. You need me to behave like a professional, and yet, you're doing this behind the IA's back. I find that interesting. I'm not doing anything behind anyone's back. I'm doing it with a low profile. Having an unknown support contractor working on it will raise suspicion. None of this seems like it's on the up and up. I am very good at my job. You know this. 
You looked me up. You know everything about me. You're probably watching me right now. So believe it when I tell you I know what I'm doing, and if you cannot listen and follow directions, I will call someone else. So we'll just put a pin in that for now. I hereby solemnly swear I am up to following directions. Good enough, what's the case? If this gets out to the other agencies or any heroic organizations, we could both end up in a lot of crosshairs. Do you wish to continue? Okay, which crosshairs? I would like to know- Yes or no. It's not really fair to have me sign up for something- I don't have time, Vigil. If you had called me back right away instead of grandstanding, maybe I could fill you in. But it's too late. Yes or no? Yes. The criminal outlet. Superpower? Creating connections between physical spaces via touch. First active in thefts dating back seven years. Arrested at least 15 times. Never prosecuted. That's correct. And if you interrupt me again to show off that you did your homework, I will call someone else and you'll be in danger and not know the details. Fine, damn. I have been responsible for investigations of Outlet on 19 occasions. Each time the case is built against him, he manages to beat it or something goes wrong. He's never even made it to an arraignment. How? At first, I thought maybe it was my fault. That I screwed up. But I didn't. Not even once. You can't be sure. If his power affects you directly, it's completely possible that you would have no idea that you I've were... already had my actions examined by several experts. All clear. So I started looking into others that might be affected. I looked into his attorneys, who was handling the arrest, who the crimes were committed against. But there are no connections. The only similarities were him and me. But th this also happened on cases that you weren't even involved in. Yes. That only happened a few times, and he still got away. Then what? You don't want to know your role in this? There is more to the story, right? You wouldn't have called me for something as basic as someone codenamed Outlet dodging warrants. I looked into his power. Really looked into it. I don't think that's it either. I can't prove it, but everything tells me that there's someone else involved. Otherwise, he couldn't be this obvious about it. We've used power neutralization methods on him because it's so obvious, but he still gets away. I agree. Glad I have your approval. The lack of evidence points me to a power, but I don't know what power it is and I don't have time to figure it out. So I got approval to bring someone in that could help me look. That's where you come in. You want me to find a power user who could do something like this and then find a way to tie them to the case so that you can investigate? Correct. Access? I'm sure you already have what you need. Timeline? Soon. Any other questions? Why me? Because no one knows who you are. <laughs> well, I recently just got onto a whole bunch of radars. But you lost. So I suppose the accurate reason is, no one cares who you are. Encouraging. Get the job done. Call me back on this line, off hours, when you have something substantial. Understood? Understood. It's almost bizarre hearing Vigil that quiet in a conversation, but he wasn't the only one who'd done their research this time around. Detective Madden needed results, and she knew that Vigil was her best chance to get them. She also knew who she was dealing with and how to get what she needed on her terms. But those terms were about to get altered. Why am I getting reports on criminals from cases I've worked? I got an email from a uh, Vince Caruso telling me that I was supposed to be doing that. Vince Caruso retired four years ago. I know that. 
I thought it was you, and you were trying to send me a message without- It wasn't. Someone is wasting our time. Check with me directly if you get anything else about the case, understood? Got it. But that wasn't the end of the tampering in the case. Despite how quiet Madden wanted to keep everything, the word was out. What is it? Did you put a tail on me? No. Well, I've picked up a couple of watchers. One in person, one online. Both were really easy to shake, but someone clearly wants to know what we're doing. I've got one too. Keep me posted. Anything else? Nothing yet. Still researching. Call me if something changes. Okay. And something did change, as the interested parties escalated their attempts to disrupt Vigil and Madden's work. Hello. You need to stop answering calls from anyone in the industry you don't have a direct personal relationship with. They're going to try to get to me through an agency? Or an independent contractor. Several companies that have never given me the time of day before started contacting my superior to get me assigned to their cases. Do you need help? Officially, I'm now on vacation and unavailable. Just worry about finding those suspects and don't take any unnecessary calls. Okay, on it. And Vigil was on it. But it was a case that he just couldn't seem to crack. He'd spent weeks researching and nothing he did seemed to return a viable suspect. Here are some of the highlights of his investigation. Case log, December 8th, 4.14 a.m. I created a list of all known powers that could be used to help Outlet. The list is actually short and honestly completely unhelpful. No one seems to fit the profile, though I will still be forwarding it to Detective Madden, just in case. Recorded log, December 10th. I finished the list of all known powers that might have a side effect that could be doing this that hasn't been observed or reported yet. There are a few names on the list worth following up on. Nothing. Log, 1213. I've created a list of any potential effect that could have these exact results, and I'm trying to reverse engineer superpowers that don't exist, but that I can search for. December 14th, first log, identified four new powered humans, none with connections to the case. December 18th, 1224 p.m., investigating codename flaw was a bust. December 22nd, 931 a.m., bypass has no connection at all. December 24th, 645 p.m., I have exhausted every criminal in the system. December 25th, 804 p.m., none of the new power users that I've discovered during December 30th, 218 a.m., I spoke with Detective Madden. Can't find anything on any of the criminals or unknown entities, nothing. It's too clean. There don't seem to be any clues whatsoever. None of the criminal conglomerates have the type of resources needed to do something like this as far as we can... Wait. Wait, if it's a super-powered individual with resources... I think Vigil made recordings for two reasons. There's his stated purpose to keep a copy of all this information in case someone else needs it, but I also think he happened to be a verbal processor with a schedule that didn't work for most of the people he could talk to, and a career secret enough that he didn't have many options. So it should come as no surprise that this breakthrough came at the end of recording the log you just heard. He shared that breakthrough with Detective Madden a few minutes later. Hello? It's Vigil. 
I didn't ask who it is. I said hello. Translation, what do you want? Okay, so there are a ton of suspects that we didn't check. No, there aren't. There are. The lists that I've been sending are unknown parties and, and superpower criminals in the registry. Yes. And? Well, what if it wasn't one of those two things? What if it's a hero? You absolute asshole. What? Why the hell do you think I contacted you? You needed someone who could go through a lot if of- If I needed grunts to analyze a lot of data, I have a whole damn department that could do that for me. I contacted you because if my department was looking into industry heroes, someone with superpowers would be breathing down my neck faster than haste. You wanted me to look into heroes? Yes, you complete jackass. Yes, I don't have superpowers. I'm a detective working at a community protection agency without access to the industry that having even the most nominal of superpowers would grant me access to. So, I contacted you, because you seem to show a healthy suspicion for the authorities in said industry, and you have access due to your aforementioned nominal abilities. You could have said that. You went on and on about your specific I instructions. I you, of all people, could read between the fucking lines. I don't love incriminating myself when there could be a goddamn record. No, 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 no. You cannot read me the riot act about being specific, leave out the biggest detail, and then make this my fault. I, I could have been done with this weeks ago. Now you're going to be clever with me? Now? I could have been clever with you at any time if you'd let me speak and ask questions, but you didn't. I'm on a timeline. But the details of that timeline were another specific instruction that you conveniently declined to give me. There is absolutely no way you can put this all on me. It's not all on you. I'll admit that I made mistakes, but you do not get to treat me like shit and act like you did everything right. Fine. Just... just get to the point. Okay, fine. There are several heroes who fit the profile. You are looking for the wrong things. You are seeking the wrong absolution. You are glorifying the wrong person. The time is now to turn away. We do not have the patience to tolerate your folly indefinitely. You are warned. Morse is the messenger. The message will protect you, but only if you listen, only if you understand. Who gains from deception, and what is true? Look at it. Any of them could have done it, but my intuition is is pointing me in, in a very specific direction. You need to be very careful with what you say next. You nearly got killed for suspecting the Union of Equity. I know. But, but everything points right to this. Yet another reason we should be skeptical. They want us to be afraid. To, to not pursue this. Accusing someone this powerful? It could get bad. For both of us. That sort of insulation and protection? It reinforces all of my suspicions. She's the vice president. Her powers are... We can't just... You're the detective. In your gut. 
Who do you believe is behind this? I don't know. Yes, you do. This is not about witticism. This could be our careers, our lives. This could be about a lot of careers and lives. You know who the most likely suspect is. God damn it. If you don't want to say it, I will. Neither of us should say it. Then we agree. It's a mission. And she was listening. Omission. One of the biggest heroes of her generation. And Vigil and Madden have now admitted to suspecting her of aiding a criminal. Based on what you heard next, it sounds like she might just know she's a suspect. And here's the thing. To this day, we don't know why Omission left her post with the U of E and went into early retirement. A retirement that happened not long after the conclusion of this case. Is there a connection? You'll have to wait to find out because that's all the time we have in this episode. Please make sure you subscribe to the feed and stay tuned for the conclusion of Vigil, a Hero Tracker's original podcast. Vigil, a Hero Track media production. Vigil Part 9, Omission Part 1, was directed, edited, and scored by Adam Kudashat. It was written and performed by Haley Sanfilippo as Maria Kennedy, Adam Kudashat as Vigil, Ashley Oviedo as Detective Arya Madden, and Keith Illage as Morse, with voiceover by Shane Staliga. Marketing by Layla Sahir. Logo and graphics by Marcus Beyer. Vigil is produced by Button Podcasts and All In Productions. If you enjoyed the show, please spread the word. Subscribe, review, and check out our website at vigilpod.com. Links to our website, social media, and episode transcripts are available in the show notes. And if you want to know more about the world of Vigil, subscribe to our email list for additional insights. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Modes of thought in Interran literature. Second year classics, Harvard University. Seven years ago, a Chinese military sub accidentally went down in the Pacific Ocean. Turns out, the sub fell smack in front of a gigantic three-sided pyramid in the ruins of what we now call Dark City. This Interran lit class. Seems like there's a lot of debate about it. Legally, I cannot stop you from teaching this class, but I strongly advise that what? you... You know what? If you want to tank your reputation, that's on you. You don't believe a word I say about Antara, right? You're right. I do not believe Antara exists. I need to know. Is it real? You came all the way to China to find out? Okay, everyone, get out right now. Now, Raquel, 
What the hell are you doing? I'm gonna cut my hand, and you're all gonna feel it. Ow! See? I told you. Modes of Thought in Interran Literature An audio drama produced by Wolf of the Door Studios. For more information, please visit wlfdr.com.